0: Tomorrow, everybody, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Murano. I hope you had a great weekend. I certainly did. I'll give you some highlights and lowlights throughout the course of the program. The first thing I'm going to begin with, though, is a reminder of something that may sound silly if you're on the road right now, but please be careful. It is bad out there, it is getting really bad. Wet and it apparently is going to get wetter for the next couple of hours. So if you're on the road right now, don't be fooled by the fact that there are not a lot of cars on the road. It's bad. It is very slippery. I saw some cars hydroplaning. I passed one person who was in what looked like an accident, or they were just on the side of the road with a uh, disabled vehicle for another reason. So uh, please be careful. I know you're thinking you're an adult, and that may sound silly. Sometimes you need a reminder to be careful, even if. That does sound silly. Hey, there's a new poll out showing some interesting results if Mayor Eric Adams were to resign. And I have to tell you, the media coverage of this poll is way out of whack. So this poll was done by Slingshot Strategies. The New York Post has written about it. Politico has written about it. This is, I'm going to read you this from the New York Post. This is what it says. If Adams were to leave office early, ex-Governor Andrew Cuomo, who resigned two years ago, amidst a slew of sexual harassment allegations would be the top choice to replace him. Now, that's true. The poll found Cuomo, who's reportedly eyeing a political comeback, would be the top candidate in a hypothetical nonpartisan special election. Also true. He's followed by fellow Democrats, public advocate Jamani Williams, and former sanitation commissioner Catherine Garcia. Now, that's not true. I am looking at this poll. The person who comes in first with 24% of the vote is Andrew Cuomo. The person who comes in second with 14% of the vote, is Jemani Williams. But the person who comes in third is not Katherine Garcia. It's Curtis Lewa. And in fact, they actually polled what it would look like in ranked choice voting. Curtis makes it all the way to the 10th round before finally getting eliminated in the final round where Cuomo would beat Williams with about 64% of the vote. So I don't understand why, even though Curtis has given every indication that he's likely to run if there's a special election, why every media outlet is not reporting that he is right now the third highest polling candidate for mayor, and they're acting like Catherine Garcia is. Nothing against Catherine Garcia, but it's just not accurate. So one wonders if this is the doing of slingshot strategies. They're trying to line up, Potential clients when they end up running, or people just don't take Curtis Lewa seriously as a candidate. Well, he's polling higher than Brad Lander, Catherine Garcia, Mark Levine, and most of the other people that apparently are being taken seriously in Democratic circles. So I hope the media does better covering this race prospectively. Beam me up to be continued. The other side of midnight. 77 Local spotlight. Tomorrow everyone this is the other side of midnight on 77 WABC I'm superstar Frank Moreno thanks for listening I know we have a huge listenership in the state of New Jersey the Garden State and I have a lot of friends a lot of family members that actually live in New Jersey and I'm sure if you live in New Jersey once in a while you've been in a position where it's past 10 o'clock and you've run out of beer or wine. Now that is very tough in New Jersey because with very few exceptions liquor stores which are also for the most part the only places where you can buy off-premises beer and wine close at 10 p.m. Some bars will sell packaged goods after 10 but that's, uh, that's pretty rare. Well now State Senator Gordon Johnson has proposed a bill that would allow gas stations and convenience stores to sell beer and wine. Kind of like a Wawa. You can go into a Wawa, I know that's all the rage in New Jersey, and purchase beer and wine. So now, you would be able to do what you're able to do in New York. In New York, they don't let uh, gas stations sell wine. They do let them sell beer, though. And I have to tell you, that's gotten me out of uh, quite a few jams where you have some unexpected house guests, and you run out of beer, and somebody's got to make a beer run. So, the convenience store and gas station lobby is pushing this bill big time. As you might imagine, the liquor store lobby is completely opposed. Senator Johnson told Politico New Jersey that while he's never personally needed to buy beer after 10 p.m., advocates told him about hotel guests in Bergen County who've been surprised to not be able to buy drinks at the gas station next door. Now, this idea has been discussed before. It was brought up in the legislature of about four years ago, but this is probably the closest it's actually been to becoming law. So we'll see what happens. My view is that gas stations absolutely should be able to sell beer and wine. Nothing against liquor stores, but uh, you've got to be able to either have the liquor stores open later or provide an alternative place where people could buy beer and wine. One of the two. either let the li- Maybe that's the grand bargain. Let the liquor stores stay open till 1 a.m. and also allow the gas stations and the convenience stores to sell beer Beer and what makes sense to me beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight local spotlight do any of you have an interest in meeting me well if you would like to make the trip to woodbridge new jersey you can do that on thursday night i'm going to tell you how but you got something that's even a bit nicer than meeting me right now is your chance to win a 100 gift card courtesy of the woodbridge jewelry exchange in woodbridge new jersey all you have to do is be the seventh caller right now at 1-800-848-9222 and a gift card is yours if you're the lucky winner you can come pick up the gift card and get some of your holiday shopping done with me at the Woodbridge Jewelry Exchange in Woodbridge, New Jersey. I'll be there with my buddy Sid Rosenberg and America's oldest teenager, Ernie Anastas. I know that was Dick Clark's moniker for a long time, but I think it's more apropos when it comes to Ernie Anastas. That's this Thursday, December 14th from 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. Again, be the seventh caller right now at 800 848 wabc and a one. 100- gift card is all yours. Good luck. I'll tell you one place where you would not see me and that is at SantaCon. I am not against people having a good time. I think it's great if people want to dress up. I enjoy uh, a cocktail myself now and again but I have long thought ever since I first saw these people a decade ago causing all sorts of traffic on the streets of Manhattan I've long thought this is the stupidest thing in the world. You see these throngs of people dressed as Father Christmas descending on New York City for this annual SantaCon pub crawl. And it took place on Saturday. And I know it's for charity. And I know the bars like it. It's good business. And if they can raise some money for charity, that's great. I don't know what it is about this. You know what it is? It just strikes me as so annoying as a driver It strikes me as annoying as someone that might take mass transit because then you're on the subway or the bus with all these drunken, vomiting Santas. And it strikes me as annoying as someone that likes to go to bars because these bars are all overrun with these rowdy Santas. Now, I'm glad they're raising money for charity, but I kind of wish they would still have it in Hoboken as they did one year rather than in New York City. Beam me up! To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Well, here is something that should be an easy question. If they have an election and not all the candidates' names are printed on the ballot, should they do that election over again? Think about that. Well, the Board of State canvassers met a couple of days ago in New Jersey, and they certified the results of the November state legislative elections. That included the Newark-dominated 29th District, where in its two Hudson County towns, the clerk's office neglected to put one of the candidate's name on the ballot. Now, this is a candidate that runs for office almost every year. It's an independent candidate that probably had no chance of winning by the name of Pablo Oliveira, and this is someone that was fully qualified to be on the ballot. Now, I have a major problem with this because it looks like they are going to allow the results of this election to stand now in the places that this candidate was on the ballot he got about two percent of the vote so it likely would not have changed the outcome of the race at all because the senate majority leader teresa ruiz won 83 percent of the vote and would almost certainly have won anyway but what are we saying to candidates and to voters if an election board makes a mistake, and I do think this was an honest mistake, I don't think there was anything mischievous here, and they make the mistake of just leaving a candidate's name off the ballot. That's not right. I don't care if that candidate gets only one vote in this community. This election should absolutely have to be done over again. Let that be a lesson to the clerk's in these municipalities and in these counties, that you better get the candidates on the ballot and put them on the ballot in the proper way. I think it's outrageous that they're allowing this result to stand. Imagine you have a basketball tournament and they forget to include two of the teams in the basketball tournament or one of the teams. How would that affect the results? Well, let's just ignore it. This is so silly. Beam me up. To be continued.